0: You're listening to Everybody Eats, where we sit down with the best and brightest hustlers, entrepreneurs, go-getters, and professionals.
1: Join us as we create the ultimate network and change the business narrative from the ground up. All right. Let's, let's do, do
0: it. it. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Everybody Eats podcast It's your host, Benski there. We're here with Edom Ekpey. And we're joined by a really dope guest, Richard Coronegra. What's up? What's up? Thank you for joining us this evening. What's
2: up, guys? How you doing? I'm glad to be here. I'm honored that you guys invited me here.
0: Appreciate it. Appreciate <laughs> it. Of course, of course. So, uh, first things first, make sure you're following us on all platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there. Tune in. We have great content. Great content. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Um, on social media, make sure you're following us on Twitter, ebe pod. On Twitter, on our Instagram. That's our biggest platform right now. Follow us, everybodyeats.pod. All right. So um let's get into today's episode. So Richie, um, I like to tell the guests how we met. I met Richie's sophomore year at Queen's College. I think yeah. that class was, was that the archaeology class? Yeah, our professor kept cursing. That's not yeah, really it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, it was like an archaeology class. I think that's like the first, that's, that was like when my first class when I transferred to QC. I think that's when we met um, Alas. Yeah. Some people from Alas were in that class. I so, don't know what you remember. She looked like.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, I'm thinking because I have a feeling it was anthropology and not archaeology. I think maybe. maybe.
3: What I think it was anth- maybe it was anthro in- intro to
0: archaeology, but it was
2: and in those big lectures, everybody was in those classes. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, so it's been a couple of years. Um, yeah. so QC alum, of course. So you know on this podcast, we've got a bunch of QC alum, QC professors. So you gotta, gotta have QC, you got the SA shirt, That's right? So nice. Rocking the <laughs> Q College promo. Yeah, that Queen's College Student Association shirt over there. So we so we know each other for a couple of years. Um, so, again, I asked Richie to hop on the podcast. So, if you can introduce yourself, Richie, where are you from? What do you do? Um, then we got the conversation rolling.
2: Yeah, let's do it, man. Um, yeah, again, I'm Richard. Some people know me by Richie, Rich. My last name is Torre Negra. In English, that's Black Tower. Some people, you know, recognize me that way, too. Um, yeah, I just graduated from Queens College uh right now in in may right i just started my career in corporate america at bloomberg just about about three or four weeks ago Congrats. um Congrats. thank you thank you i appreciate that um i've always been very passionate about self-development growth business networking you know so uh for the past i'll say two to three years i've been very intentional about putting myself in places and meeting people um and then just growing overall, my background. My parents were born and raised in Colombia, um, and they came here as immigrants. So I'm a first generation college student, um, uh, which I'm very proud to be, you know. And um, yeah, I met you these two fine gentlemen at Queens College, and here we are. Now you guys got a podcast. <laughs>
0: let's do it. Let's do it. So yeah. So. Um, one thing when we were in queens right we say it all the time idem and i were involved in nabba and you yourself um you were involved in alpha right so what's that story behind alpha uh we've had so far one one previous Alpha. Uh, when we had madeline flores um who i met at the uh, alpha convention in 2019. so um if you can tell your story your involvement in alpha did that you know how did that start how did that you know where is that right
1: now for sure for
2: sure um yeah alpha is definitely an important part of my story because i wouldn't be where i am today without alpha you know um so where it started we're talking fall 20 fall 2018. um i was in an economics class with the pre the previous president um carla i'm sure you know her yeah, um, And she, as president, of course, was always trying to put people on like, hey, come join the club, come to this event, so on and so forth. But at the time, I was taking six classes and I was working. So I didn't really have no time to go to events or get involved or anything of that nature. But um, that very next semester uh, in January, she told me that the treasurer of the club had graduated. So an open slot, there was an open slot and she thought about me and then my schedule permitted for me to be part of the club um so I joined having zero like little to none experience in um being in a business or in a network because that's considered an official network you know so yeah but once i joined and i understood the mission which was uh to empower latino leaders for impact like it resonated with me so much that i hit the ground running not fully knowing what i was doing but the mission inspired me so much that there was nothing that was really gonna stop me uh from getting involved and, and developing um and so every event that i could go to i was there at school and outside of school um every person i could meet I met and so a, a few months down the line i ran to become president for the following year the my which was my last year of college uh from 2019 to 2020 um and so i was uh i was president i got elected president and that was that was a great privilege um it was something that was very exciting for me but if i'll be honest it came with so many struggles you know it came with a lot of ups and downs sure. of people- People only see the good side, you know, but they don't see the stressful nights. They don't see uh, the frustrations. They don't see like the feeling like a failure sometimes. But it all built so much character in me that I wouldn't have traded my, my experience for the world, you know. Um, and as a result, thankfully, I actually got a, my my career right now at Bloomberg, my job. It actually came through my involvement with Alpha. Um, and so I'm very grateful for that. You. you know what I mean, so, and um and yeah, I graduated and now I'm here. The mission is still the same, though. You know, wanting to make sure um everybody eats. So um yeah, whether it's Alpha for through another organization like that, that's oh that's always the mission because that's what inspires me to move forward
0: for sure. Sure. So you he, um you said you said a couple points. Um, I wanna jump on and obviously happen yeah, whenever you do, want to. Um, you said networking, right? Uh, that that yeah. caught my ear. So I know you, right? Um, I know you to be a really good networker, right? Especially when we went over to the the conference in Nashville. I was like, dang, like I, I saw the way that you, you you talk to people it's very like open. I'm like, dang, like he's a really good networker. Um, so if you could speak about how has like I guess. Have you is networking something that's always been easy for you? Is that something that um you maybe like comes natural? Or have is you know that something that you attribute to, you know, alpha? So that's like kind of like the first question. And then two, how has networking helped you um personally? Because I know we spoke about it a little, a little bit briefly, right, before sure, at yeah. comment. So if you could speak about like, you know, how have how you developed your networking skills and then how has networking helped you?
2: yeah uh so with your first question is was i always good at networking um i feel like networking is always scary i feel like networking always has a degree has a degree of uh fearfulness because you know it's like you might be meeting somebody who had who is in who has an important position and you're like damn i want to say the right thing i don't want to waste their time like what can i say to make them interested in me you know how can i not seem like, I'm just trying to get something out of them. But at the same time, how can I... Get something
3: out
2: of them. <laughs> 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 not, not, but no, not, not so much get something out of them, but but what would it make them interested and even want to yeah. be connecting with me if I can't provide some type of benefit? You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. um, so there, there's that part. Because no matter how good of a networker you are, like, at some point, there's going to be those butterflies. You know, yeah. you're going to have a little cotton mouth like what's that first thing I'm gonna say, you know? Because you want uh, to
0: be genuine. Like, you don't want to sound like, you exactly. don't want to be a robot, like, like you said, you don't want it to sound like, oh, it's a this for that. While, like, you know, under, like, maybe, like, underwriting, like, maybe that really is what the basis is. Like, when you go to a career fair, we know yeah. we're here for internships, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, we know that the student is here asking for something, but you still want the connection to be genuine. Of course, you know, of course. Yeah. So on that
2: point, that's something that I would say I attributed to Alpha. So one of the things that had me fearful of like running for president for the club was I, by nature, don't consider myself a very corporate person. You know, I like to be natural. I like to connect with you on a personal level. I like to make jokes. You know, I don't feel like at every point. I have to speak with everybody as if they're my CEO. You get what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: 100%. Yeah. Right. So I attribute um, me learning to be more natural, me being comfortable in networking naturally to Alpha because I was just in those environments a lot. And at the end of the day, no matter who you talk to or what position they have, they're a human being just like me. You get what I'm saying? Like they might like the same music you like. They might like the same sports you like. You know, yeah. they might like the same food you like. And sometimes that's all you need to create a connection with somebody. You know what I mean? And if there's one thing I learned is, is that it's good to be to be a listener so that you can understand how to connect with people. You know, um, so I would definitely attribute my ability to develop that with Alpha and without being fearful of being myself. You know, yeah, um, yeah that was the first question. Your second question was the importance of it.
0: Um, how has it helped you?
2: How has that helped me? Yeah. Man, it, it's helped me so much. Yeah. You know, um, because, because of the fact that I was putting myself in a position to know people and for people to know me, I always felt confident in my heart that at some point I'll be blessed with somebody who takes interest in me. You know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah. and and that's exactly that's exactly how it happened. So I got my job through networking. But just so many other great moments that that I remember throughout my college years and throughout my life has been because somebody I met, you know, and I connected with naturally has taken interest in me. I'll give you a quick example from the convention since we was there together. Um, if you remember, there was, like, student sessions and professional sessions, right? Yeah. So from prior months, I met somebody who um, – who was giving a a talk to to the professionals. Like, he was hosting the professional session.
3: Yeah.
2: And theoretically, the students weren't supposed to be at the professional sessions. But since he knew me, he was like, I want you there. So here I was, a student who was looking to connect with a bunch of professionals and wanted internships or jobs or whatever in a room with a bunch of professionals because I knew somebody, you know? And in that room, before he started talking, he pointed me out. And he was like, everybody in here, everybody who's a recruiter, I want you guys to connect to this student because he's a great guy. Like, he'll be great for your company. I want you guys to, to, like, he'll be an asset to your company. And even though my career now didn't come from that moment, it was still a great moment that made me feel inspired. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow. Like, because I met this guy, like, he blessed me and he's someone who's willing to put me on, you know?
0: For sure, for sure. And you don't know how many seeds that sown, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you don't know how many people are gonna remember that, you know, going further on and stuff like that. So um no, nah, that's really powerful. And like, you know, it's something, um I explained the story once before, but like I attribute like my grades weren't really the best, you know, even though when I was like president and stuff like that, like my grades weren't really the best. Like I got I would say I got my job through networking, like God bless the company I was with, they were the only company that ever checked my resume. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just connected with um, my boy Freddie Mullins. We had him on a lot of podcasts too. So I was at the career fair um, and we just connected, right? We were both from New York, you know? So we we, we were just talking, you know, and no one was online buying this. So we had all the time in the world and we were just like vibing, talking oh. about like, you know, the Knicks and stuff like that. Um, and then he was like, yo, you should apply for the internship. Like, I'm gonna put it in a good word for you and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, I got blessed with the internship and then, you know, boom, here I am now.
1: I think I think the phrase it's not what you know, it's who you know, really like starts to uh, become more evident when you get older and you you start trying to go for a career and everything, you realize, you know, I can know more than, you know, I, I can be more qualified than Bensky for a job, but he could know you, the recruiter, and you know, chances are you know, he's, he's the one, or you're, you're the interviewer. He's basically, if you have final say, you know, he's gonna yeah, yeah. get that job
2: it's of need, you know? And one thing, one thing I also learned is that networking is for later, you know? Yeah. Sometimes the benefit of networking, you're not gonna reap it. You, you, you're not gonna, um, you're not gonna reap it in the moment or maybe yeah. next year, you know? So to be a little bit more specific with how I landed my job at Bloomberg, I met the recruiter at an event that we hosted in November and the opportunity for me to interview with Bloomberg didn't come till April, which is December, January, February, March, five months later, you know what I mean? (laughs) So it, it was five months later, man. And, and like, that's something that I'll never forget because it makes you value every relationship that you obtain because you never know when it's going to bless you. It might be a few months from now. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's one of the don'ts of networking. Like don't think that you're just trying to, you're just going to get something right now or tomorrow because that's fake, you know, but when people who you keep up with are the people who are going to keep you in mind later on. That's a fact. Yeah.
3: During, during some shit that we got through a DSY, I was, uh, when I was at EY, some guys said, um, it's a network, like when you network, it's like uh, farming, you know, you got to plant a seed. You can't um, keep taking from the land and then leaving it. And then after a while you run out of land, you know, you got to like take and then plant something back or, you know, clean up the soil or, you know, how whatever they do. You can't just, you know, you like nurturing and stuff. Yeah. yeah, you can't expect anything right now. You know, Like like you said, it, crops, you know, crops of the seed won't grow overnight. So that's a real good that's right man. i agree with you completely got
0: it um so the next part i want to touch uh you said um i know alpha and NABA, they have uh like real similar um i guess you could say like models right this is like lifting as we climb um i I, I don't have offhand the the one for alpha um but i guess i want to ask like i guess uh why did that resonate with you, or what is it about, like, what about it resonates with you, um, and kind of, like, have a conversation about that, about essentially, like, you know, helping out our communities, right, because through through NAVA, you know, myself helping out the Black community is something that, you know, it's my, my desire, my passion for has just grown throughout the years, you know what I'm saying, oh. um, and I can say that I wasn't so passion or I really wasn't at all that much to be honest before I was in that. But like I was I could say like you know a little bit more like a selfish mentality like I was I wasn't you know worried about finance and I wasn't really thinking about the community it wasn't until after I got involved in ABBA I saw the professionals I saw the community went to the conferences got involved um that it became something of interest of mine I think you just understand at that point you just understand like which is the
1: mission yeah of it like they both have you know different uh slogans but the same same mission so once you immerse yourself in that you know you kind of just yeah you first if your first conference doesn't turn you then i don't know yeah Yeah. Yeah,
2: i I heard someone say one time that what they experience at the conferences and conventions is what fuels them throughout the year because that's where you see it all come together you know and even though like you said, NABA and Alpha have different slogans. The mission does stay the same, and it's not rare because it's not rare that even in Alpha we often reference the NABA model, which is "lift as we climb." You know, because that is such a powerful statement. It's like someone is holding on to me. This is the imagery, right? Someone is holding on to me as they're going up, and I'm holding on to somebody, bringing them up as well. You yeah. know. So, as I'm going up, somebody else is going up. And the reason that's so important and it resonated with me is because, um like it's we need a community effort for us to be able to 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 succeed. You know? Yeah. They say it takes a village to raise a kid, you know, but it also takes a village to 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 make your dreams come true you know, it takes a village to to make sure my brothers and sisters, regardless of their background, are good as well, you know, because there, there's that J, J. Cole lyric, it goes, what good is first class if my people can't sit,
3: yeah. you know,
2: so why does it matter that I'm here at Bloomberg, but I can't do the same for somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, like, why am I just looking at me, and that's what, what moved me, and I'm telling you, I was, of course, excited when I got my offer letter literally the last week of school, bro. Like, I had finals. My last final was due in two days. Yeah. I graduated. I got my offer letter. It was amazing. But throughout the whole year of presidency and not getting offers, my greatest joy was still seeing how other people were getting internships at big accounting companies, at banks, at real estate firms. You know what I mean? Yeah. And meeting people, like, it was just amazing. That is such a fulfilling, a fulfilling sense. You know, the fact that the work that we're doing means more than just a paycheck. Yeah. You know, and now that I got my position at some point, I mean, I'm still trying to get acclimated with work, but at some point I have to get back. You know what I mean? I have to use my position for the greater good. I have yeah. to make sure that other people are seen because somebody saw me,
3: yeah. you know?
2: So that's why it resonated so much with me because I want to see more people like us, man. I want to see more people like us in places. My first internship, man. I'm telling you, I was like the only person with melanin, <laughs> you know. And I don't even, I don't even have like that much, yeah. But I have some, oh, and nobody name. else did. Yeah. When I tell you, like I used to not, because you know we are from the city, so we see a lot of diversity. Yeah, I never yeah. understood what the big who, what the big hoopla around diversity and inclusion was until I was the the black sheep. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And literally nobody spoke like me. Nobody. You <laughs> know, no diversity. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> you were the diversity. I was the diversity. You know, and and like it, it makes a difference, bro. I would be in the in the bathroom practicing my corporate laugh to see if I could connect with these with these older with these older white guys and they were great you know they weren't like you know nobody put me down but you just feel the difference yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so yeah man I just want more of us to accomplish more
0: and that's that's what moves me. Say that all right so thank you for that conversation so we're going to the next segment which is the quote of the day <laughs> So it's not really um,
1: by someone like real. I was watching a TV show and a character said it. So uh, even if they have wings, birds cannot fly without the sky. Yeah. So uh, personally, to me, um, that means if you could have the skill set or the the drive or something that you know or, or an affinity for something. Uh, and if you don't put yourself in the position to excel at it or actually, you know, achieve that one thing, uh, you're not you're not getting it no matter what you do. So I mean, in terms of the analogy, if you keep a bird in a box, uh, that thing, you know, it has wings, but it's not gonna see the sky, you know? So it's not gonna fly, it's not gonna do anything. Or even in a house, you leave it in the house, it's not gonna fly, it's not gonna, you know. So Did you say it one more time? even if they have wings, birds cannot fly without the sky. So you're not putting yourself in the position to, you know, excel or do what you were actually made to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, you're not, you're not going to succeed. And, you know, wings could be your dreams. They can be what you're, you know, chasing
0: essentially. So you're not putting yourself in that position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. That kind of reminds me of, um, when we did episode with Andre Hatchett someone going with your gift and not your passion yeah. for some reason that kind of reminds me uh, of, of that so um, you know uh, how Andre was saying that you know if if you're if you're gifted in something if you're gifted in a certain skill like you should be pretty much be using that gift or using that skill you know to help you start a business or something like that because because it comes naturally to you you're just going to naturally succeed because it's, it's like that um rather than your passion which sometimes it could be good but you know if you're passionate about something that you're not good at, it's gonna be kind of harder to succeed. Right, there's no guarantee that just because you like it, you're good at it. Exactly, exactly. So that kind of reminds me when he said like, you know, birds can't fly without the sky, kind of in the sense of like, going going with what, you, you know, what you're meant to do, sort of, yeah, you know, going with what, you, what you're gifted at, um, you know, a bird's not gonna reach its fullest potential, like he said, in the crib, like, even if you have a pet bird, like it's not reaching its fullest potential, you know right. what I'm saying, you gotta fly. You know, is I'm important yeah I go let it do that so um I guess that that's what that's
2: what I get from it yeah yeah i I think that's my my takeaway is definitely about placement you know because where you do what you do matters your platform matters you know what I mean the first imagery the for the first parallel that came to my mind was the basketball mm-hmm. right you ever seen those people who are walking down the street just dribbling you know And maybe they're practicing. That's good. But at the end of the day, where does the basketball matter more, matter most? It's on the court, you know, and it's making it in the hoop, you know? And then if we draw back to networking, maybe you're good at everything you do. You know, maybe you're a great student. Maybe you have X, Y, Z skill. Maybe you're, you know, you can do all these formulas and you're good at like all the tech stuff. But guess what? If you're not putting yourself in a place to be seen, that's all going to go to waste, you know? So yeah, I my takeaway from that is 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 the placement is like what you're meant to do has a home, you know, and you need to yeah. be there so that you can develop that and grow that, you know? Right. So the placement is definitely my 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 takeaway. So I like that. What show did you get that from? So I was watching an
3: anime. It's called um it was about basketball. It's um Where'd
2: I you look at that. Robin? I said, "Would you look at that?" Because the 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 analogy I gave was basketball. You know, that's dope.
3: (laughs) Smart man. (laughs) Smart man. So,
2: could you say one last time before we wrap it up? Uh,
3: um, Even if they have wings, birds cannot
0: fly without the sky. Sure, for sure. That is today's quote of the day. All right. So now we transition to our last segment. Um, Now, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about leadership, kind of want to like get into that. Um, I guess at the time of recording this for our listeners, um, last night was the vice presidential debate. Last week was the presidential debate. So I'm not necessarily going to get too much into the debate itself, but I guess watching the debates um, have made me think about leadership, right, leadership in our country. Um, but then, I guess like taking it to a more personal level, I guess like leadership in our lives. How can we be leaders, you know, ourselves? Um, whether that thinking about back in school, right, as president, year leader, vice president, year leader, um, and you know, kind of like preaching to the part myself, so being you know, host of this podcast, having Kilti. I guess it's just been something that's been blowing on my mind. Um, so I kind of want to talk about leadership, what it means to be a leader, even in like our community, so to speak, right. When we talk about helping our communities, black community, black, you know, community right. Um, so I guess like, you know, I guess what, what's your de- definition of a leader? I guess we can start there. Um, and then we'll, we'll have that conversation.
2: Yeah. Um, that's, that's an important conversation for sure. Um, what is my definition of a leader? I will say. A leader is someone who listens to a need or a cry and responds to it. Like, I think, I think someone who is responsive and takes responsibility of a need at home in your community in the world is someone who's going to be a leader because you're listening to what people need and people will be drawn to you and you will be there to help them, you know? So I think a leader is someone who does that. On a grand scale, on a small scale, that's leadership in a nutshell for me.
3: I wanna piggyback off that, but like, I mean, basically asking my definition Um, I think, yeah, mine stems from what you said. I think the leader is also someone who um, the people kind of acknowledge and like accept also in a sense. Uh, people can follow you, but do they really like, it's word, yeah, there's like acknowledge, you know, like, I mean, look at right now, a lot of people don't claim our president, but some people do follow him, you know, so I feel like the two don't necessarily, um, uh, they don't have to go hand in hand to always, you know, uh, be together, but I think a leader definitely has to be somebody that people not only follow, but at the same time kind of acknowledge in the sense that like, you're not, it's just causes so much discord, you know, um, so much like chaos. Like, I mean, look, literally just look at it right now, you know, like you can't, you can't call yourself a leader and you, your base is, uh, your base or the thing you're supposed to lead is setting itself literally on fire. So. Right.
2: Yeah. Cause then that would be like, because there's bad leaders, you know what I mean? So then it comes like leadership beyond just a position of power. You know, yeah. that's where good leadership comes into play, where you use your position for the greater good. You know, yeah. and you don't let what you're responsible for crumble, like you said, you know? Edom. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, like I it's more than a position. Um, the quote from last week: "Titles,
0: titles ain't shit if the story don't match it." Yeah, so, there you fact. go. That's a fact. So I think, um, I guess, (laughs) one, like, definition of leader, I think it was, was, like, a quote, such, like, a picture I've seen, like, a few times. Um, Essentially, it says, like, a boss tells you what to do, but a leader, leader shows you how to do it. Something like that, right? And, like, in the image, in the first half of the image, when it says, like, a boss tells you what to do, it's, like, the image of, like, a guy sitting in a chair, and he has, like, Know, like 12 dudes like carrying him, it was like 18 Egypt or something like that, right? Like maybe some like a chariot, and got like 12 leaders, like 12 people like carrying something, and he's like, like, over there, like that's the image. Um, but then when it tells you that, like, the leader shows you how to do it, that dude is in the front, and like all the 12 people are behind him, right? And then he's saying, like, let's go, you know what I'm saying? So, for that, um, that always like, you know, put something in my head, you know, like, you know, it's not just, you know, just. It's not just a power, you know what I'm saying? It's not being too obsessed with the power of being able to go do this, go do that. It's like, you know, I'm going to show you how to, you know, do it yourself. You know, I'm being an, an example. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what um, essentially what that picture kind of came out to, like a leader, someone who's going to be an example, someone I guess you could look up to, someone who could, um, you know, you, you, you could follow their footsteps walks the walks. And
3: walks the walk doesn't just talk the talk, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's for sure, because uh, how can someone be a leader if, like, I can't follow after you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a leader is someone who's, in theory, should be giving the best example. Like, yeah. if your life and what you're doing is not something that someone else can follow, then you can't be a leader, you know? Yeah. And then even the um, with the with the photo, because I know what, what picture you're talking about. It's like yeah. a leader is also the person who is going to respond first and not tell yeah. others to respond, you know? Yeah. It's like, I'm going to take ownership of this issue. And, and, like, the the person who I think of is Martin Luther King, you know? He saw an issue and he went to the front, you know? He was on the front lines. How many people didn't march with him and follow him, but who was at the front? Yeah. You know? It was him. He was being a leader. He took ownership of that. He saw an issue and he responded first without just telling other people to, you
0: know? Not for sure. And then that kind of gets um uh... You know i want to talk about a little even like leadership comes in all shapes and sizes whether it's like in business whether you know it's club leadership um but then i think of leadership in communities you know what i'm saying um even now in today's climate we have this huge racism talk um talking about you know um every everybody's different like community but you know speaking from the black community um we could always use more leaders you know what yeah. what i'm saying in, in the community we could always use more people you know, where kids can look up to and be like, yo, I wanna be like that growing up. You know what I'm saying? um You, you hear that a lot sometimes in even like rapper songs where it's like, yo, all we had was a drug dealer to look up to. You know what I'm saying? Like you hear Raptor say, and like that's a sad truth in a lot of urban communities. That's a sad truth um in, in, a, in a lot of places. But then, you know, that kind of goes back to the stem of NABA where NABA is beautiful because, you know, you have a lot of people who come from those types of environments, poor environments know maybe they come from the hood they didn't really have a lot of people good examples around them right you know um and they made it right and some people unfortunately have the thing of making it and leaving and not coming back but then you have you know what I love about Napa is that community of like when you make it you kind of you know lift up you kind you go back and you get back um I don't know so all that to say this I guess like you know the importance of you know um you know, having leaders, leaders in the, leaders in the community. It could be someone whether you have a corporate job and you're going back to your school. You know, to help other minorities. You know, or other people who look like you get a position, right? Or if it's you know volunteering or something like on, you know on the street and just being a good example to the next generation. Like it's not just the ball players and the rappers that you have to look up to. You know, you can look up to someone who went to school was a leader or you know has you know a podcast, right, or something like that. Like you build up to look up to somebody. You know, doing something
2: So um, that's my That's my little spiel on that I definitely agree with you, man And it's important, like, we need to feel that Sense of responsibility to to Give back to our community, you know Because it's it One, it's not fair, it's not right, you know But two, it's like Like You should want to be somebody who Leaves an impact in others You know what I mean? Like, that's something that I aspire to be yeah. And it's not something that I'll ever obtain because it's everlasting. It's ongoing. You get what I'm saying? And so, yeah. And I and I think that's what makes our work and our life more fulfilling. Some people will just do it for a paycheck or a position, but like if we could just be more willing to elevate others and to leave an impact in others and inspire somebody else, even if it's just one, you know, that's one more. You know, and maybe that one will reach a thousand. So you never know.
3: Yeah. Sure. Sure. I think a, a leader also um, they make more, you know, so they don't just end the day and be like, all right, you know, I did a great job. I'm going to stop right here. So even like on a small sale, like you said, you know, us in a sense, uh, when, cause not if, but when we bring in, you know, someone else of our community into a, uh, into our current position or where we started at, when we bring them aboard, you know, I think that, or even mentoring someone to to give them the path to, yeah. you know, come aboard. I think that right there enough makes you a leader based on, you know, the answers you've been given. So. That's a
0: fact. That's a fact. Um, I've been blessed to be able to go be a recruiter at the NAVA conference for the past two years in my job. Oh, yeah, Man, I didn't know that. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Just, one, not having the stress of being a student. I, I think that's probably the best. <laughs> the next, on the other side and being able to help people right like we just had Napa had there maybe like three weeks ago at this point and it was virtual it was weird like a lot it was weird because it was virtual so it was like you know every company has like a waiting room and you just have to wait to like get on the one-on-one with students so it wasn't obviously it's not the same thing as being a person but it was still dope being able to connect with students um but then last year um it, it was in Baltimore and it was just like it was just real dope being able to like see students and it was cool because there were some students who, like, I guess we were students together, you know what I'm saying? I guess I just graduated first. So there was one dude, was like, your heart, remember you last year?
3: You were a student at the conference, and like, that's <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, crazy. Yeah. I was like, you <laughs> amazing. <laughs> right,
2: right, right.
3: <laughs> Go get your job. <laughs> <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs>
2: that's amazing man it
0: was an amazing feeling y'all. it was an amazing feeling and it's just like again like that's just something i want to like i said i just want to continue that whether it's you know in in a professional setting where you know corporate or if it's like through the podcast you know what i'm saying like wherever this goes you know to meet people um networking and help them out and stuff like that so it's a good feeling yeah it's a good feeling um yeah
2: Yeah, and I I definitely commend you guys. Like, what you guys, what you guys are doing is is really amazing. You know what I mean? On so on so many levels. You know, from the fact that you're you're doing something one you're good at, two you've been consistent at it, three your mission is for is for the the greater good of the community. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's not about reaching like twenty four countries, but your reach is is good enough. You know what I mean? And I know it's gonna keep growing but the fact that you guys are doing this and you took that first step that a lot of people are not willing to make is very admirable. Like you got you
0: guys I appreciate that. I appreciate, I appreciate it. So, on the last topic, um we love culture, right? So, Kilty, that that's what Kilty stands for. So, um I know you say that your background is from So, I'm interested. Um how has your upbringing or your Colombian culture, how has that impacted you in your professional life, if it has, or how has that impacted you, you know, just in your regular life today, like in your values um, and what you stand for? So I'm interested in how that, how that played a part.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, well, you know, being Colombian, and I'm sure you, you agree with this, and I know you're Asian and... And Edom also, everyone knows Edom got his strong roots, you know? <laughs> like like, like that, that, it just, it, just, it, it comes to our blood, you know what I mean? Like it's almost in in every step that we take and every word that we use in our way of thinking. But uh, to be a little bit more specific with me being Colombian, you know, us Colombians are known for being very, very happy people, very social people, very outgoing people, you know? And so I carry that with me everywhere I go. And then on val on a value perspective uh, the way my parents raised me and my parents parents raised them we're very heavy on our values like respect you know we're very always respect somebody we're very big on humility you know we're very big on taking taking care of your family and taking care after others you know we're very big on being leaders by nature because even if i don't become i don't know president of x country I can be a leader in my home, you know, and just by, by being an inspiration to my sisters or my niece, my nephew, my future kids, you know what I mean? That will be a great contribution to the world, you know, so definitely. And, and I carry that with me everywhere I go and bringing people together is, is, is huge for me. And that's why I enjoy networking on a more like personal level. You know, the fact that we can bring people together is, is, is beautiful.
0: Sure, for sure. Um, and this is one question from when we had the Guilty Challenge. What would you say is your favorite part of your culture?
2: My I mean, favorite part of my culture?
0: Yeah, favorite part and why?
2: Uh, man, my I would say my favorite part of my culture is the very strong diversity that there is in Colombia, you know? So depending on what region you go, people look different, people speak different, people eat different. But that's the people, right? Yeah. Colombia also has a world-renowned biodiversity, you know? So we're, like, I believe we're top two in the world for for diversity of flowers. Like, we just have so many flowers <laughs> and, and birds. I believe we're also, like, number one or number two in, in birds. Just so many different birds, and it's beautiful. You know what I mean? Obviously, part of that is is because of the Amazon, Amazon uh, rainforest, but even just different pockets. Of Colombia, you have a different sense of what it means to be Colombian, but you still relate to every single one of them. You know what I mean? So I think that's very beautiful about my culture. Sure, sure.
0: I love to hear that's that. True. Love to hear that. All right, yo. So I think it's your time.
3: Yeah. So if you could um, give one song that describes or sums up everything we just talked about, what would it be?
2: Huh. I was thinking about it. I'm not gonna lie. I had I had a hard time because like. How do you come up with a song about networking? You know what I mean? But, um, hmm. Do you mind if I look at my phone real quick? And, oh, and, no, that's and, fine. I, that's fine. fine. Hold, on, hold on, hold
0: on a sec. Give me one sec. For sure. It may not have to be necessarily about networking. It could be about.
2: No, no, I know. No, I know. I, that, was, that was obviously hey, a joke. Yeah, but, yeah. but just any song that, um, Yeah. um, like, I'm trying to think because there are songs that, oh, you know what? Yeah, so there's this. Well, there's like a rotation of three songs. So w- why I say this? Because these songs were my hype songs when I was interviewing for Bloomberg. You yeah. know what I mean? At the time, I had just discovered Malik Berry <laughs> <laughs> you know? So 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 even though even though uh, the lyrics themselves like. Uh, more specifically bend it and control or control yeah you know what i'm saying control control you know um so even though those aren't specific to what we're talking about like i feel like the 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 energy and the spirit behind that song is very motivating and lively and makes you want to get up it makes you want to move it makes you want to do something with your life you know what i mean because that's how it made me feel and so that's those. Those will be the songs. Like yeah, like. That's the Yeah, bend it
3: and control.
2: control. Yeah, bend it and control. Got you, got you. Both Malik Barry, right? Yeah. Both by Malik Barry. Yeah. We gotta put down the playlist. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean,
3: uh, for listeners and viewers, uh, I we're we're coming along with a playlist uh, every week. We will try to ask mm-hmm. the guests um, guests if they could uh, give one song. Um, based on a question I give in the, um, you know, offline. Um, so we'll have a play this out too.
0: For sure. For sure. Definitely. Definitely. So on that note, Richie, thank you very much for joining us on this week's episode, man. I really appreciate it. Um, how can people find you reach out to if they want to talk to you network do this down the third? Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, primarily through Instagram and LinkedIn. I mean, LinkedIn, you would just add me by my name. I believe it's here, but Richard Torronegra, I'm sure it'll be on the podcast and stuff too. And my Instagram is richblacktower underscore because my last name in English is blacktower, all right? So richblacktower underscore, you
0: can find me there. Got it, you heard it, you heard it. So again, Richie, thank you very much for joining us. Um, Stay safe, stay healthy, make sure you guys are tuning in. Each week and peace for sure. Eden Bensky, I appreciate you guys. Take care.